it's Amy Sherman. And I'm John Gonzalez. And, and I'm John Burka. <laughs> we're here with our good friend John Burka from Grand River Brewery, uh, located in lovely Jackson, as well as beautiful Marshall, Michigan. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Hanging well, in there? John, we <laughs> just enjoyed our, uh, our Easter holiday course. Started it off with uh, uh, kibasa in the morning. So... Perfect. My, good, good my little Down River life. friend. Yes, my little Down yes. River friend. <laughs> Where'd you get your kielbasa from? Oh, uh, Jerome Country Market. It's a, it's a place right down the street. And you're, you're located in the, in the Jackson area for people who don't, who don't know, right? That's correct. We should say uh, Jackson and Marshall area. Yes. Uh, because of, of uh, your, your new location there in uh, Marshall. But you do more than just beer and a lot of things we want to talk to you about today because uh, this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us. I'm really curious, John, because at Grand River Brewery, you were first doing the deliver or the curbside service. You were doing takeout because at Grand River Brewery in, uh, in both locations, you offer food as well, an extensive menu. Amy and I have been there many times to to enjoy the food experience as well. Yes. But you initially started offering both uh, curbside, uh, takeout, and then you made a decision to pull the plug. Can you kind of fill us in on, on kind of what happened when it first uh, went down and what you're doing now? Well, I mean, um, it's just a matter of economics. Uh, it, um, we just didn't have uh, enough business uh, to cover our costs, so. Um, you know, with a, restaurants are in kind of a unique situation. Um, at least we are in a, a lot of people are in the same boat is January and February are slower months uh, in the restaurant and the brewery business. And you have, um, uh, especially a company like ours, where we're in the growth mode, uh, you, you've got a lot of fixed costs. For instance, we have a, a two salaried finance people. We have a uh, two general managers, we have an HR person, we have a, uh, a marketing person. So all those people, uh, all the salary people have to be paid. So what you tend to do is um, you get through January and February and uh, then you come to March and that's our second biggest month of the year traditionally because St. Patrick's Day is our single most uh, busiest day of the year. And so what you do is you you, you let your, um, your payables go a little bit in February because March is going to be great. And then, uh, then you buy extra food for um, St. Patrick's Day and uh, then you get to shut down. So that's a real blow for us and, and many other breweries and especially the ones with restaurants. So, uh, you know, this, uh, it, there's going to be a huge uh, hurdle to overcome to open back up because not only do we have to bring people back, um, and they have very lucrative um, incentives not to come back to work, and uh, you also have to replenish all your inventory. We had all these perishables that we ended up giving away to food banks and also uh, our, uh, our employees. Which is great when you're stuck, you know, in that kind of situation to to donate it. Of course, you never wanted to to have to donate it. I think he glitched on us there. John did glitch. It looks and like it, Johnny B. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a really good question because um, that's what I I can't figure out if I own a brewery, you own a brewery. You know, where at what point do you stop uh, brewing the beer, and and how much do you brew, right? Uh, how much is going out? 
on a daily basis, whether you're distributing or, or selling growlers and crawlers, um, it's got to be challenging for them. Well, at this point, if you're if you're not distributing, you're probably not brewing beer. I mean, because you can't really sell the crawl. No, no one, none of the breweries I know are doing um, growler refills. They're only doing growler right. sales, and so that's a, you know an additional kind of hurdle for them, I think. And I know a lot of them are running out of their cans and growlers. Um, because they haven't been able to get a new new order in, which is another one. So for the people who are distributing, I'm sure that they're still, a lot of them are still distributing because to be honest, alcohol sales have skyrocketed through distribution <laughs> during this yeah. time. It's, I think yeah. they've jumped something like 40 or 50%, but it's because you know you can't go to the bar, you have to go to the store. So, um, But still, even just to, to brew beer for some of these guys is not even uh, worth it, whether they can't get the ingredients or they don't want to put their their brewers and their employees uh, at risk. So there's that. All right. Looks like Johnny B might be trying to come back in. So All right. let's come get, back let's and join back. us. I'm sure like most of you, uh, every, this is a learning curve to try to do something on Zoom. Did anyone uh, watch the um, Saturday Night Live this weekend where they did the skit on coworkers trying to figure out how to use Zoom? <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the whole, screen, you, <laughs> the whole screen just went blank. And uh, I thought that's your digital version of the hook I was talking to. <laughs> well, you're back now. So we were just talking about whether I had, right when you went off, I asked if you guys are still brewing beer for distribution. Um, oh. Yeah, we are, we are doing some brewing. Most of the brewing we're doing is over at Brew Detroit because that's where uh, we do our um, canning. So um, that's, that's continuing on, and there still is, uh, as you know, demand at the, the package stores and the grocery stores. But we're not doing any of the, uh, the specialty beers and, the, um, and uh, the barrel beers. I got you. So just your flagship beers. Can you remind everybody which ones those are that are available in distribution? Yes, that's uh, Monkey Mouth and the 313 Polish Lager. Both excellent beers, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm glad those are still available for distribution. Um, but that means that your on-site brewery staff is also currently unemployed, right? That's correct. How many employees do you have, Bricka? Uh, about 317. Oh, Sherman. Heartbreaking, Bricka. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that is really tough because you know, our, our employees to us are a, a lot like family and we think we have a special place and, uh, and they're very special people. John, how, um, how are you navigating that? Because like you said, uh, it is a special place. Every time that we've gone in there, you feel like family, everyone is helping each other out. I've seen your employees in action. Uh, they interact with your customers who are like friends. Uh, those, those mug club members are there all excited to, to uh, try the new beers. They're talking to them. Then we've been in there when, when people stumble upon your bird for the first time and they're enjoying the beer or the food and you have great food. Um, what's it, what's it been like as a business owner who, who uh, has these people look up to you and look to you for, for leadership? Well, we're trying to stay in touch. We've got a, a couple employee Facebook pages and, uh, and we put out a few emails. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a video that I'm going to put up on the employee Facebook pages. Uh, you know, we've called and texted a few of them. Um, uh, some of them have reached out to us. It's, it's, you know, it's really humbling for me when you have uh, some of our employees that are laid off that uh, 
they contact me to see if I'm doing okay. Um, you know, so that, that's, uh, it kind of talks a little bit about what our family is like. That's great. Yeah. You guys definitely are, are like a family. That's for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. For sure. So what, uh, what can people look forward to when you do reopen at Grand River Brewery? Lots of hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, we did, we, uh, we are making, um, uh, we did make some hand sanitizer for the local hospital. We're waiting to get some more materials in and we'll get some volunteers. We'll go back and, and, uh, make some more. And, and that's been, uh, uh, been a fulfilling thing, but yeah, I, I imagine that from what I hear, uh, we've been working, trying to work with, uh, uh, Marco Rubio's office. Uh, he runs, he's in the Senate and he's uh, head of the small business committee. And there's been some things in the uh, PPP legislation that isn't favorable for breweries and restaurants. And uh, as it was passed by Congress, it, uh, it had some options and then the treasury initiated it and, and they took some of those away. So we're, um, we're trying to lobby and, and let people understand some of our point of view and and what we need to open. But I think what, uh, what we're going to see is, at least for restaurant capacity, um, they're probably going to open with people spacing out and having 50% uh, of your standard occupancy. Mm. Um, so for us, at least in Jackson, we have a very large outdoor seating area. And we have a lower patio that we use just for um, uh, games and, and set up a band and things like that. So we'll just spread out our tables and we'll still be able to accommodate quite a few, few people. But I think that's going to be uh, tough because you still got your fixed cost and a lot of us are driven on volume and uh, we need to get the volume up. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. As soon as we're allowed to have a uh, uh, open up fully, we're going to have one heck of a St. Patrick's Day party. <laughs> we're going to be out in the parking lot with a big band and, you know, we are, uh, we're going to blow it out. I'm telling you. Well, I can't wait for that day. I'm going to, I'm putting that on my calendar when it happens, Berka. <laughs> so there's another, another cool thing that we're doing is we've teamed up with Kowalski, uh, Kowalski Sausages, and they're celebrating a hundred year anniversary. So we're coming out with a special can and 12-ounce, 12 12-packs 12 of uh, Polish lager that's going to be labeled Kowalski on one side and uh, 313 Polish lager on the other side. And we hope to have a series of uh, uh, kielbasa dog parties all around, especially the Detroit area. That's a cool partnership. I was going to say, I was wondering if you're going to be making a pickled bologna beer. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll mention that to Wyatt. I'm going to talk to him right after we're done here. Don't I'll give him ideas. Beer. Like, don't, do not give him ideas like hey, that, we, Amy. We did a kimchi beer once. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> In a ramen. We did a ramen soup beer, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they, they were... True to form, they tasted just like they were supposed to taste, but didn't mean. <laughs> doesn't I mean it's good. <laughs> they were authentic tasting, you know. If I buy the three one three special label lager, do I get a Kowalski sausage with it? Like, is it a a pack deal that come together? Well, you know, actually, we're working with uh, um, some uh, some companies like Kroger, where you know we hope to have them side by side, right on the end caps. So I'm sure you're going to see some deals like that come up. Very cool. 
two great Michigan companies working together. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, John, we always uh, love your creativity and what you do there at Grand River Brewery, whether it's in, in Jackson or in Marshall and your other, other properties that you own. But I got to ask you, um, and Amy and I talk a lot about this uh, when we talk about the brewing industry and the, the beer industry, um, what do you see happening short-term and long-term? Because I would imagine like other restaurants and other businesses uh, through this whole pandemic, um, a lot of them aren't going to be around. And how serious is it for the brewing industry here in Michigan? Do you see some places either cutting back significantly or, or even closing? Well, there's a couple, uh, there's a couple ends of the spectrum. When you, uh, I mean, the large breweries, uh, I, I believe will be okay. Um, in the, uh, the really small breweries where it's just, uh, the owner that's in there doing everything. Um, you know, I think they're, there's, they're going to be okay too, but I think we're going to see some thinning out in between. Uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, our creditors, we, first thing we did when we saw this coming, we were talking about three weeks before the orders came in with our creditors and they knew it as soon as it hit, they uh, were able to give us three or four months uh, deferred payments. So, I mean, that's been very good. And the, the local utility, uh, Consumers Energy has done the same thing. Um, you know, Gordon Foods, our main supplier has done the same thing. But, you know, it's a big nut to open back up and it's going to take a lot of cash and it's going to take, uh, uh, you know, re uh, revenue or um, money from a lot of different sources just to get the doors back open on these. It's just not like turning a switch. So I think you're going to see um, uh, the industry thin out a little bit, especially here in Michigan. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> putting us on the, on the spot. No, I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. Um, I think it'll be a challenge. Everyone is in different situations or circumstances and every brewery uh, and Amy can speak more to this has a different role that they're playing. Some, like you said, are, are local breweries where the local community comes by and they, they serve that they don't distribute their beer. They can't distribute their beer um, or they self distribute their beer. So every brewery is different. Everyone will have a different set of challenge. You have a lot of employees. There's some that, like you said, are true mom and pops. They might have one or two people helping them out on the weekends. Um, I don't know, Amy. What do you uh, What do you foresee? Um, I don't. Know, I hesitate to say anything because I don't want to, you know, throw a curse on anyone. But we were ripe for a thinning out in Michigan, anyways. We were starting to see it mm -hmm. happening. Um, I think this is going to be a you know, the catalyst that's going to have a lot of people who were maybe on the edge of whether they were going to continue or not. It's going to force their hand, and I think Burke is right. Um, it's those mid-sized breweries, the ones that you know maybe do have a restaurant, do have a, a brew pub, but they also distribute, um, and they're trying to fight for shelf space, anyways. Um, and they've maybe been on, on a margin of, you know, profitability. This this could definitely send them over over the edge, which I certainly do not hope happens. I mean, I don't want that right. to happen to anyone because, um, you know, these guys employ a lot of people. Um, they're a big industry in Michigan. Um, we need to support it because these are our friends, neighbors, family who work there. And, um, mm -hmm. but there is only so much shelf space. There's only so many beers you can drink. Well, there's a lot of beers you can drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to, I do want to say um, one thing is nobody really starts a brewery because they, they think that uh, 
it's a great way to get rich, okay? People start breweries because they're passionate about it. Um, they're passionate about the beer. They're passionate about the food. And I, I look back at our first year in business, and we really thought we'd lose everything. We thought we were going to lose our house, everything. But uh, my wife and I, uh, Denise, we had this passion to keep going. We thought that it's, it's a good community service. It's a... Uh, it, it's it's just a great thing, and and we decided to we found a way to make it work, and I think you're going to find you've got a group of people that are in their business uh, because they're passionate about it, and they're going to find out how to keep it going, and so you're going to see a lot of heroic things happen. I think you're going to see a lot of communities where um, where the breweries are kind of a, a a truly a pub where people go to discuss politics, where they have family events. Uh, retirement parties, people have become emotionally involved with these businesses. And I think you're going to see uh, support from the communities like no other business. So, uh, I, you know, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, we've gone through tough times before, and, um, and I'm pretty confident that we're going to get through it, and so will a lot of our other friends. Yeah, I think that's a really good sentiment about the community aspect of a lot of those smaller breweries. And, and like John mentioned before, I think those ones for sure are going to stick around. I think the other thing that we might see a lot more of is more uh, creative collaborations between breweries where they may start working together more or sharing distribution. We already see some of that um, with certain places. And I think that some places will be forced to kind of consider those options um, in, in other ways, maybe to stay afloat. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. You so. always are up for the challenge. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we love that about you. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get back to uh, Grand River Brewery there in Jackson because, you know, Amy, if you recall, that patio overlooks some great waterfront there. So it is a waterfront restaurant. and I It is. Even though some people <laughs> didn't consider us for a waterfront restaurant, <laughs> our patio actually <laughs> touches the river. Or best Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Great tacos there, yes. Great tacos there. Yeah, no, geez. I think we made a pretty good sub sandwich too, which is still on the menu. <laughs> that is true. John actually, when we did our Michigan's Best Sub Search, said, I'm creating a sub to make them come out here. We did. It was fantastic. And it's still on the menu. And it's still on the menu. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, John Burka, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And everyone out there, if you want to read more about Grand River Brewery, we have lots of stories up. Uh, of course, at mlive.com, where you can you can read about his best sub sandwich. Yes, and, and protein. <laughs> of course, and then and we're also really excited for you to come back to try the best hamburger in Michigan. <laughs> you got it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thank you, John. Great seeing you guys. Thank you. <laughs>